Welcome to Murder We Drink, a podcast devoted to murder she wrote and drinking. How are you today, Trav? I'm good. How are you? I'm... (laughs) You forgot to tell people who we were. Good. Oh, I'm Kara. And I'm Travis. Sorry. (laughs) It's very early on a Sunday morning. We are not drinking today because, well, Well, yet. Not yet. (laughs) We have to go watch the Bills tonight. It's the... We're doing very well in the in the, the in the games. <laughs> it's very early. You're not even fully awake yet, are you? No. Um, what are you drinking today? I just have my regular old coffee. It's not regular. It's Sunday. That's true. Every Sunday I get special coffee. Yes. It's French vanilla, and then today I have so it's French vanilla coffee with um, cinnamon toast crunch creamer. Yum. It's so good. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Barely tastes like coffee. Just the way you Just like the it. way I like it. I'm not drinking anything. It's too early. Today we're talking about season 2, episode 11, Murder Digs Deep. It was a double pun. The air date of this episode was December 29th, 1985, and it takes place in New Mexico. Wait, what was the air date? Um, 122985. Oh, I thought you said September 29th. I was like, did we go backwards? No. <laughs> okay, no, that's, I just misheard you, that's all. Um, and so, like I said, the location was in New Mexico. Land of Enchantment. The episode opens up, and someone is robbing a museum, mm-hmm. and they have a knife with, like, a bobcat a or something. A very distinctive cat head on it, yes. Yeah. I thought he was going to stab that poor guard. So that's the only scene that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it cuts to Jessica in a Jeep driving with some guy named Raymond. Ray- Raymond Tucros. Tucros. What a and, name. And he's driving her to the dig, and she's going to just help out. And then she's like, well, actually, I'm going because I want to write a book, and I need research, and blah, blah, blah. She writes a lot of books because... Every week she's researching something different, it seems like. Well. She's going to be banging out a book a month. Uh, I know. Well, the, I the know, because I mean, she's probably, out. this whole thing takes place over like one weekend. So I don't think, I think when she does the research, it still takes her like a couple of months to write the book. I think so. But also, I think, um... She's probably, I mean, later in later episodes, like, not, she's not always researching. Like, last episode, she was in Cabot Cove, just, like, chilling. Just hanging out. No, but I'm saying a lot of her books, or a lot of her books, a lot of the episodes are her researching for a book, it seems like. Yeah, well. She writes a lot, I think. Um, and then we see that there's armed guards. Which seems very strange for an arch. I mean, I've never been to an archaeological dig, but that seems a little um, not harsh, like overkill. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I get there's probably people that want to steal the artifacts and sell them, and you know that kind of thing. But armed guards, I don't know. It seems seems weird. Well, um, she's just talking to Raymond and. She's asking him, like, basic questions, mm-hmm. and he's like, you ask a lot of questions. Yeah, that was my first, my first note was a mind your own business. Yeah. 
You sure ask a lot of questions. That was exact quote. Ray um, was played by, I forget his first name. Uh, his last name is Mantooth. He was in one of my other favorite shows, Emergency. Are you saying this is one of your favorite shows? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have several favorite shows, but he was in one of them, Emergency. Okay, but you said one of my other favorite shows. Implying this is one of your favorite shows. Okay. Yes. I've done it, people. I've done it. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> well, I will tell you, the guy who played Aubrey Benton and Armstrong both come back as different people later. Um, I feel like I know the guy that played Benton. He looked very familiar. He comes back in um, another episode. But anyway. Not as Benton. Not as Benton. He comes back as a different. They never come back as themselves again. Very rarely. Except for poor Henry, but I don't think we've seen him again, will we? Who? Henry the Gomez Adams. Harry? Henry, Harry, whatever. No, he's in prison. He's gone. Okay. But we do see one of our faves. Seth? Sethy is back. Yeah. He's at the dig. Okay, I know I say this every time Seth shows up or is mentioned. Him and Jess got a little thing going. No, they're yes, just friends. No, there's something else there. She might have friend zoned him, I think. No. Mm. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's because they're both widow and widower. And they just like the comfort of having someone to just like spend time with. Yeah, and how many times in the real world does that turn into a second marriage? Frequently. Well, not in this case. I don't want you to get your hopes up and be disappointed. I'm telling we you. We don't know what happened after the show ends. Well, I'm not telling you. If they're anything. both still I'm alive. I'm not telling you anything. If they're both still alive, they need to do a follow up TV movie that takes place 40 years later. We meet Karen. Mm -hmm. She seemed nice. She's a cutie. Her and Jessica are going to room together. Of course. What I wouldn't give. Oh, the girl talk in that tent. <laughs> I would give my left arm to be roommates with Jessica Fletcher. You'd give more than that. Yeah, but... You'd give my left arm. <laughs> I would give anyone's left arm. And their right arm. But it's um, interesting because then we meet Armstrong, mm -hmm. who is in his little camper thing, Seems motorhome. Like wonderful guy. Yeah, he's like a huge dick to his wife. And then at the end like of the episode, like, we could have just it. talked it out. We could have just talked it out. And she's like, uh, no. Really? Could we have? Uh, could we, though? No. Um, he's like, it's business. Beat it. Yeah, I don't... I don't understand why he was... Was he worried she was going to, like, try to snake some deal out from under him or something? Why well, was he so jokes paranoid? on him. Yeah, I know. Apparently she's some sort of... Secret millionaire buying up giant tracks in New Mexico desert land. Well, we also meet Aubrey Benton, who for the life of him cannot remember Jessica's name. It's Fletcher. It's not like it's some yeah. crazy... It's not anything difficult. He dude. said... At first he said, what, Fleischman? Fleischman or Fleischer or something like that. Yeah. And then he said, Mrs... And she's like, Fletcher. And he's like, oh, right, right. Like, it's not hard. But he also is like, oh, as a fellow author... You're so acclaimed. And he's like giving her all this praise. Like, how could you not know her name if you think she's so great? Right. Well, Unless you're a complete phony, which that's a possibility. Um, and then we meet Steve. And instantly you can see how Karen and Steve would have chemistry mm -hmm. together. 
But they just like hang out and fight all the time. Seems like. Mm. Were they though? Only at the end. Mm. I think there's been something going on there for a while. But we meet their professor. Um, Mr. Permhair. Garfield. <laughs> I don't remember his first name. I don't either. I just wrote down Garfield. Um, and he's like the quote, as Seth says, the quote unquote brains of the operation. So. I really thought that would have been, um, excuse me, um, Benton, but I don't know. He seemed more intellectual like. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know what he was doing there, to be honest. Well, apparently nothing. <laughs> was anyone doing anything there? I mean, Karen and how Steve pissed were. would you be if you were Karen and Steve and you were there for like real credits and shit and you're digging up things that were put there on purpose? Okay, can we talk about that for a second or do you want to wait till we get to it? Uh, let's wait. Okay. Well, I would think they would still get their credit though. I mean, they were still there, they were still working. No, right? I agree, but like you think you, at first you think you're doing all this great work and then it turns out you're digging it for nothing. Well. I don't know. I would still just be happy to get the credits, I guess. Well, Jessica was very happy to be there and Seth was like, "Well, how do you feel about digging a trench with a teaspoon?" That was a very good analogy. <laughs> I like that. It's very accurate. Mhm. Um, I never understood why they used the smallest, tiniest paintbrush to try to chisel away a rock. Because what if you damage something? You're going to be there for years. Sometimes. Ugh. Well. Moving on. <laughs> um, they are going to dinner. And they're just kind of like hanging out, having dinner, whatever. And then we see, what was her name? The wife's name. Cynthia. Cynthia. And she's like, you know. She's like, hush, hush. We just bought a condo in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Why are we here? My question is, why was she there? I had no idea. I mean... I mean, I know why now. Well, yeah. But, like, during at the time, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, my first thought when she said that, I was like, well, why don't you pack your shit and go to Hawaii and just wait for your asshole husband to come visit? Right. I mean, that's what I would have done if I were in her shoes. But while so if you're if you're mean to me, I'm going to Hawaii. Mm. Oh. <laughs> they um, they're eating dinner and then. Can I just say that looked like a very good dinner for an archaeological did site? Not. No, I don't mean like it was tasty. I mean like there were potatoes and carrots. Oh, and you meat. mean like the variety? Yeah, I really thought that would be like M MREs out of a plastic packet or something. I'm surprised that they were eating real food out in the middle of the desert. Well, it helps when CBS is paying for it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while they're eating, there's a Native American ritualistic like chanting. Yes. And then you look up at the cliff and there's this individual man person. Man person. <laughs> well, I you're right. I shouldn't say man because at the time we don't know yeah. it's a man, but you can kind of tell it's somebody a man. With, somebody with a buffalo head. In a Native American, Just remember the Bills Mafia outfit, and um, they're doing like a little chant and a dance, a dance yeah. type thing. And Jessica's like, "What's trying to spook off the intellectuals? What's up with this?" And Steve says that it's because of the curse, and no one's really scared of it or whatever. But they yeah, definitely—it's it's just more like, eh, it's annoying and it's 
you know. Yeah. The Buffalo Ghost. Right. Whatever. And Seth pulls out his pocket watch and he's like, and he's gone. Yeah, two things about that. One, how does he have it down to the to the second nearly? And two, it's nineteen eighty five. Why is he still getting a pocket watch? It's not eighteen eighty five. It's not the pocket watch that bothers me. But what bothers me is that if this guy is so predictable that Seth can get rid of him, mm. like no, he's going not get rid of him, but no, he's, no, going, away he's going away within the second. Why can't the guards just like hang out and wait, wait for him to show yeah, up? That's, that's true too. I hadn't considered that. I was more thrown by the pocket watch. So. Yeah, he's just there, like, on schedule, whatever. Now, the next day, Jessica's like, that's weird, and they move on. <laughs> now, the next day, they're all digging in the trenches with their teaspoons and their little brushes, mm-hmm. and they find... A stick. A gold prayer stick. And Seth is like, Ray, I have a question. What does it mean, or what is the... What is the word? In... Inquiry? In... What? An inquiry? No, the word he used, it was like Aztec, but not. Oh, um, was it Incan? I didn't write it down. Aboriginal? No. Mm-hmm. He asked him what it means, like the word, what the word means. Yeah. And Ray said it means great builders. Well, he first he's like, like you can tell he's like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, great builders. Yeah. And then um, Jessica's like, well, that's weird because I always thought it meant the great ones that came before us yeah, or it, whatever. Um, it sounded vaguely like it was a, um, not a translation, but it sounds like it had a root, the same root with the word ancestor. Yeah. I can't remember what the word was. Though. But that's anyway, this is when Jessica finds the gold prayer stick. Mm-hmm. And... Benton's like, oh, well, we have to call the press. This is amazing. We can have them here early before it's too hot. And he's like, no press. We'll give them a light lunch, send them on their way. And they'll be back for the 6 o'clock news. Yeah, he was was planning out a day. Armstrong says, no press. Hmm. Which is kind of weird. Very shady. Then we see Steve and Karen kind of just chilling and... Jessica. Right, can we can we go back for a second? Gideon wants no press there because yeah. he wants he doesn't want the owner of the land. Well, we're not there yet, but yes. To find out what's there. What did he think the owner of that land thought he was doing there? Just checking it out before he bought it? Yeah, I think so. So this is an illegal dig. Yeah, that's why oh. there's like armed guards and stuff. Okay. Because it, he didn't want the press or anyone else like snooping. Yeah. With mm-hmm. what he was doing. Okay. Um. So anyway, Jessica's kind of like giving Seth the gossip, and she's like, "They're definitely like a little something, something. It's a little bit, you know, chit chatting, whatever." So it's like, oh, no, no, no. They you, hate each other. You love those old romantic movies. That's all yeah. you think about. Blah, blah, blah. At first, um, he said, we called them Gable Harlow movies or something yeah. like that. Through the entire episode, every time they mentioned, I'm like, who the hell is Gable Harlow? Then I realized it's Clark Gable and Gene Harlow. Yeah. It, it took didn't, me a while. Didn't, it didn't click until the... All the old ladies the, watching this show until the know Until the mad. very end. Look at that, I'm too young to know that reference. 
Don't um, roll your eyes over there. But they're going to dinner, and they see Cynthia, and she's sitting at the door of her motorhome, and she's scraping mud off of her shoes. Weird-looking green mud. Did you notice it at the time? I did. I actually made a note of it. Um, and they're like, oh, do you want to come to dinner? And she goes, oh, I'm a mess. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Two things about that. One, she looked fine for being in the desert. She wasn't filthy other than the green stuff on her shoes. Yeah. And second all of all, and more importantly, everybody there is a mess. Right. Does she think anybody gives a shit what she looks like? Yes. Ugh. Um, I don't understand women. So she's like, oh, I'll just meet you there, and they move along. So then they're eating dinner. Cynthia's flirting with the cops. Mm-hmm. And drunk as a... I think she had a bit of a drinking problem. Oh. It seemed like every scene she was in, just about, she had a drink in her hand. Well, what else are you going to do? Go to Hawaii, Cindy. Cindy. <laughs> well, they're eating dinner, and it's weird because all of the like workers, except for the grad students and archaeological people the archaeologists yeah stayed but then who are the people that left volunteers day laborers i don't know what those were i think they probably were volunteers because i think somebody makes a comment when jess shows up and they're like oh are you another what would they call her not a zealot fanatical volunteer or something like that and she's like well i don't know about the fanatical part so I'm assuming those other people were volunteers. I mean, that would make well, sense. Our ghost and Native American friend is back. The buffalo ghost? He's back. And Cynthia's <laughs> like, I'm sick of this shit. Takes the gun and starts shooting. Because that's always a good idea. And she's like, I wasn't even aiming. So she's shooting and he like falls and we assume he's shot. Yeah. Whoever they are. She's like, I wasn't even aiming. But, like, you were shooting in his general direction. You, you know, I don't care if you're aiming or not. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut every now and then. <laughs> I mean, if you want to claim, oh, I wasn't even aiming, and he's standing directly in front of you, point the gun up and to the right and fire off that way. Right. Don't aim it. Well, point it in that person's general direction. <laughs> I mean, well. You like the blind squirrel gets a nut. That was funny. <laughs> Well, and Buffalo Bill just drops. Yeah, turns out though she is correct. She did not end up shooting him, which is evident when we find the body and there's no No, bullet holes. Barely any blood either. Well, it's Ray. Raymond Two Crows. Demarco, turns out, (laughs) but he's dead, and they think he fell. Which is a fair assumption, I guess. I mean, they saw somebody tumble off that cliff. But Jessica's like, that's weird because his little... His cape. Garment is like 20 feet that (laughs) way. Garment. I forget what she called it. Robe. Robe. (laughs) Garment. It's like 20 feet over. You should always keep a fine fur coat (laughs) like that in a garment bag. Um... (laughs) <laughs> well, they go back to the tent, and Jessica's like, we have to call the police. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, absolutely, yes, faux show, you right. Yeah, and 
I want to call him Donovan. Um, Gideon. He's like, well, we'll call him in the morning. Why didn't everybody just jump down his back about that? Well, then he says, because I made this note. Because people are like, we have to call the police. We have to get out of here. It was an accident, but, like, I don't feel good about it, blah, blah, blah. And he says, anyone who stays receives a financial share in whatever treasure we find. That feels illegal. Because it is. (laughs) First of all, you're illegally digging shit up off somebody else's land. Second of all, you're trying to cover up a death, whether it's accidental or not. The police do not look kindly on that, I assume. I've never done it. Spoiler alert. And finally, what the hell kind of awful people does he have hanging out at this dig site where they're all like, oh, I'll keep my mouth shut if I get paid. Right. They have no morals. No morals. Except for Jess and Seth. And Sethy. I mean, Karen and Steve didn't feel good about it, but at the same time, that's their, like, degree. And they're also poor college students. <laughs> right. Extremely poor Even though they students. look like they're about 40. Well, you know. <laughs> They're on their 19th master's. <laughs> PhDs. Whatever. Um, so then we see that Benton did go to the radio to try and call the police. And Good for Benton. Armstrong's like, no, thank you. We can't have any police crawling around here. And don't you think that it would be better for us to like have other news? Like, hey, we found a bunch of gold. And Benton says, I suppose a big find would lessen the news of the boy's death. He was like 50. Number one, he was not a boy. Number two, it makes me think, how about no? Because if they find out that you covered up an accidental death or a murder, Mm -hmm. honey. Yeah. Nothing, no amount of gold is overshadowing that. (laughs) You could find the lost city of Atlantis. If there's a dead body, you're in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. I, I just got to look this up. Okay, so this came out in 1945? 85. I'm sorry, 85. <laughs> would, you, would you care to guess what year <laughs> Raymond Two Crows I'm going to guess 45. Yes. So he was... He was a 40-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you are too. <laughs> I doubt he had as many Legos and comic books as I do. <laughs> that means you and Raymond were the same age. I like him. He was my favorite character in emergency. Like John Gage. Well, he's dead. So, <laughs> I don't think he is. We actually. go, we cut to Jessica and Seth, like having a little science experiment. Yeah. And Seth is down by like the as dining they, as hall. They love to do. And he's got a walkie talkie. Yeah. Jessica's up on the mountain where the Native American hangs out with a walkie talkie, and they're kind of yelling through the walkie talkies. It reminded yeah. me of when your mom talks on the phone. God. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Korean War era. <laughs> ship to shore radio you don't need to scream I mean they could have hurt each other without the walkie talkies I think well she's like can that's, you see me and he's like yes I can see you and then she goes keep your eyes on me and then she like ah, and falls backwards <laughs> and, and Seth he's like pooped his pants. oh my god <laughs> and Jessica you know is just crouching there like hey. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah she was loving it I made a note later on that she loves to scare Seth it's the best <laughs> yeah. Like, she lives for Truly. That. She lives <laughs> And for I that. live for that also. <laughs> um, but then she pretty much proves, like, couldn't have fallen. No. I don't a, care how scared you were. There's, like, a six-foot ledge yeah. behind you. Yeah, it looked... I mean, even where he was standing before he was shot. Mm-hmm. 
that was a large area. If he'd been shot, he should have probably dropped right straight down onto that area and stayed there. There's no way he would have tumbled way down the hill like that. Right. Well, anyway. So Jessica goes to talk to Benton, and he has a lot to say. He's having some eggs Benedict for breakfast. And coffee all day. What is that? I don't know. Okay. But first he said that... um, like, she's missing out on all these digs and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, well, tell me more about that. And he's like, well, I went to Kenya. And I lost two. Where, where'd he go? Kenya. No, he went to Kenya. Did you <laughs> catch that? <laughs> yeah, but, like, I couldn't re... I, I wanted to shake him a little bit. <laughs> then he goes, and I... You'll never... It was so dangerous. I lost two Louis Vuitton bags. Do you know how expensive Louis Vuitton bags are? And Jessica said, you must have been devastated. <laughs> yeah. Just calls him out on his bullshit. And he's like, I was. <laughs> and then he said, you'd be perfect. And she's like, for what? And he goes, to write my biography. Yeah, because a mystery writer is who you want writing your biography. And then he goes, I think I'm going to call it King Tut, Caesar, someone, and me. I think it was Napoleon? Maybe. Oh. And me. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, wow, someone's a little full of himself. Who's more full of himself, Benton or Donald Trump? Oh, Trump, easy. That's what I thought, too. But it just, you know. Yeah, not a second hesitation there. But this is when Jessica goes, well, first he, Benton, I didn't make a note of it, but I have to talk about how he gives her, like, six Three ring binders. Yeah, what the full hell? Full of papers. Why, why do you need somebody to write your book? It's clearly done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just distill that shit down into one bi- or one binder. Should and she's like, mm, no thanks. I'm going to think about I'm it. Think about it. <laughs> well, and in her head, she's going over my dead body. <laughs> Seth finds Jessica. Mm-hmm. And he says, I just went to look at the body again. It's purging. It's purging. And Jessica's like, tell me more about that. You want to know what my first thought was when he said that? Bulimia. Yeah. I, it was the first thing that popped I in mean, my head. I mean, I get that, but like, like what do you mean he's dead. purging? Like, his stomach contents are coming out? Well, it turns out that it's a clear sign of drowning. Mm-hmm. And Jessica's like, in the middle of the desert? Yeah, that's, I can understand that, though. I mean, it's pretty hard to drown out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Very hard. She was shook. Mm, yeah. So, this is also when Jessica realizes that the police 100% were not called, mm-hmm. because even if the death was an accident... Yeah, I think um, Aubrey says something to the effect of, well, they said it's an accident. They'll get somebody here when they can. They're very busy. Jess is like, Really? Right. Because she was like, even an accidental death, albeit like, let's pretend an accident, it's still like kind of sus. Yeah. Yeah, you still got to check that out. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So. Or at the very least, call an ambulance. You don't want a body warming up out there in the desert. Oof. Yeah, where are they? never mentioned where they're keeping that. <laughs> Just in, in the back of the mess tent under a blanket. Like. <laughs> And Seth's like, it's hard to tell because of the body temperature. And I'm like, yeah, I bet. It's about 110 degrees. It's probably going up. (laughs) State of decom. So her and Seth are thinking about stealing a Jeep. Well, borrowing. They're not going to steal it. But to go to Santa Fe to talk to the police. And the 
like One Barney Fife is like, where are y'all going? I, was, I think that was George. George and Bert. Whatever. The guards. <laughs> They're very unimportant, but yeah. he's like, you're not going anywhere. No, he had some serious, like, 80s movie dirty cop vibes going on there with totally. his reflective Ray-Bans and mm-hmm. just wandering around camp with a friggin' rifle at the ready. I mean, he didn't even yeah, have he's a, like, he like, didn't even have it over his shoulder. <laughs> I mean, okay, you're on patrol, you hang it over your shoulder on the strap. You don't walk around with your hand on the trigger just waiting for someone to mess Sneeze. up. Sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way you're looking at me. I'm going to put one in your neck. <laughs> Um, Julia Trantham. Yeah, because I have a note about, uh, well, Jessica goes to talk to Armstrong and she's like, you're like holding us here captive. Yeah. Kidnapping's illegal. And he's like, no, no, no. But... Then we see everyone kind of freaking out over more gold that they found. And Jessica mm-hmm. and Seth are kind of like, oh, well, gold fever. And Jessica's like, yeah, no one seems to care they're being held prisoner. Yeah. But this is when Jessica says... Um, to be fair, though, I don't think any of those people would have tried to leave the camp. So they probably really didn't even know that they couldn't leave the camp at that time. Right, and... Oh, Armstrong's like, you can leave at any time, just not in my vehicle. What do you want her to do, walk? I think that was the implication. But Benton asks, or someone, either Benton or Armstrong asks Seth, what kind of doctor is he? And Jessica goes, the kind that knows murder when he sees it. (laughs) He should. He's seen enough of it. I know. I mean, my God. What's the body count in Cabot Cove? Six. Yeah, okay, so he's seen plenty. But this would count for him, too. So for Seth, it's like seven. Mm, true. So, whatever. Um, Armstrong, okay, so we find out Armstrong is trying to buy the land. This is why he doesn't want the cops being called. Mm-hmm. He's trying to buy the land before the owner of the land finds out that there's... Gold in them, our hills. Gold. So that's interesting. Yeah, Especially shoot, when we find out shit. the real owner of the land is his wife. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you hope to accomplish? I think, well, she, you talking about her or him? Her. She wanted to sell this land to him for millions of dollars and use that money to get away. Hmm. She, was, she actually said that, I believe. No, I mean, like... No, I get it. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Um, but then they start going through Raymond's things. Rifling through his belongings. His name is Raymond DeMarco. Mm-hmm. And he's a student at the university. Yep. And... Had been a while ago. He uh, is old. 20 years ago. <laughs> Back in 1965. <laughs> <laughs> so, his boots are covered in that same green mud we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And... Seth's like, well, it's dirty out here. And Jess is like, it's not dust, though. It's mud. It's mud. It's clearly mud. Yeah. It's clear as mud. Yeah. <laughs> How did Seth ever become a doctor? Well, it's, it's dusty out here. Yeah, it's dusty, not muddy. I wonder that about some, some doctors sometimes, mm. though. Like, my pediatrician, how did he become a doctor? No idea. 
reminds me of... If you know, you know. It reminds me of a joke George Carlin made. He said, through the process of elimination and comparison, eventually if you line every doctor in the world up, eventually you will come to somebody who is technically the worst doctor in the world. He said, the weirdest part about that is somebody has an appointment with them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. Um, this is when <laughs> Jessica and Seth go on a little walk. And Jess goes missing. And Seth's like, hello, Marco! Ali Ali Oxenfree! <laughs> Poor Seth. And then he finds Jessica in this cave. But can I ask, though, why did he just let her go running off into the desert like that? Well, I think that he just, like, turned her turned his back for a second and she was gone. It's oh, like so going she, shopping with a toddler. I was going to say, so she's like a toddler. Yeah. Okay. Got it. But they find Ray's little hideout. Mm-hmm. And, well, Jessica first, let me just say, she announces herself back, like, to Seth with the video, or, like, the first, the, the, the boombox. The boombox playing the, the chanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It scared the hell out of him, too. That was the best. And she looked, the look on her face when she comes walking out of the dark with the boombox and, and the, the lantern. lantern's, like, right by her yeah, face. Yeah, like, <laughs> I got some creepy, but maybe there is something to that serial killer theory. No, she's just, like, such a hilarious queen. Like, what a prankster. Oh, my God. She loves scaring stuff. Well, um, this is when we find Ray's hideout with the gold. Mm-hmm. Boxes and boxes of artifacts, which I'd like to touch on something I started to talk about earlier. He's in the museum mm-hmm. to steal artifacts. He was in an Egyptian exhibit. Mm-hmm. Those are not Egyptian artifacts. I know. Or if they are Egyptian artifacts, how the hell did any of these archaeologists, in quotation marks, not know that? Well, the only people that would have known that are the ones that set it up. I mean, Karen and Steve yeah, should have known that because they should, like, if you're in grad school, you should at least, like, know yeah, what you're I was, doing, I was kind say, of. I feel like they should have known. I feel like Aubrey should have known. Well, Aubrey was a, Aubrey was a moron, clearly. Well. Regardless. Okay, well, I'm no archaeologist by any means, but I feel like even with my limited experience, I could tell the difference between an Egyptian artifact and a Native American artifact. Yeah. I feel like everybody there should have known. Yeah, I've seen Indiana Jones. Thank you. Oh, there was, did you catch, well, I don't think it was an Indiana Jones reference, but there was a little tie in there. Hmm. In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, he finds a gold cross. It's the cross of Coronado. They were looking for the lost city of Coronado. Fun little tidbit there for you. Cool. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Well, Jessica sees that Karen and Steve are having a fight. Are they, though? And Well, yeah, because he's pissed because he found out that she was with Armstrong at the time the shots were fired, and she tried to explain to him that it was more like a sexual assault type of situation and like an abuse of power mm-hmm. more than like a mutual tryst. rendezvous. It wasn't a tryst. No. And she's like, this is what happened, and he won't believe me, and what does it matter anyway, and blah, blah, blah. So I know that that doesn't count as, like, a sexist thing or, like, sexism, mm-hmm. but I also think that it should count just because, like, 1985. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I wouldn't say that was sexist of him to assume that. It was just a pretty scummy thing to assume. All right, that's fair. But this is when we find out he wants to buy the land. Well, we already knew he wanted to buy the land before the police got there. So the owner didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Jessica tells him the truth. Because he was on the radio and he's like, shut up, Jessica, or whatever. What an ass. And she's like, you don't want to do that. I'm telling you, bro. You do not want to buy this land. It's useless land. It's just a dust bowl with tumbleweeds. You know, if I were Jess and I was like, hey, you don't want to make that deal. And he's like, ah, shut up. I'm, I'm doing business. I'd be like, you know what? Screw you, buddy. Yeah. Pay through the nose for this worthless piece of dirt. I tried to tell you. Yeah. And she's like, before you do anything, come with me. I'm going to prove to you there's no curse, but also no gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so take with that what you will, sir. So they Jess go. Is too nice. <laughs> and Seth pulls up from the dirt, one of the, that gold stick figure person, yep. and is already tagged. And he's like, that's so nice of them. So nice of them. So thoughtful, those ancient people. <laughs> so it turns out Raymond was not at all Native American. Nope. Not even a little. Not even a little. And uh, Armstrong was like, okay, but what about my land deal? And she was like, well, the owner, the real owner of the land is here, and that's Raymond's killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but... She, well, this magic person or whatever was using a lawyer as the middleman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how'd you know the name of the lawyer? Well, she goes, why don't you ask your wife? Your wife. And Cynthia's like, I don't know anything. I'm just drunk all the time. <laughs> like, I'm Betty Ford. <laughs> and he's like, how'd you know the lawyer's name? And she goes, ah, it's on the blueprints. I don't know. Did you see how very serious he got at that? He's like, no, no, it's not. He's like, no, it's not. Yeah, he was very... Well, murder's a serious business. <laughs> yeah, so I suppose it is. So, Garfield helped covered it up. Mm-hmm. And what happened like was... Lackey. So, it was like the three of them. But then Ray was a little bit greedy and wanted a bigger cut, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. From the from the flashback scene, I, I thought it sounded like he wasn't getting anything and he just wanted a cut. Yeah, maybe. So, then she hits him with a rock. Mm-hmm. He falls down. She leaves, and he falls into the puddle. So that's he. She goes. It would have masked the cause of death when you pushed him off the cliff, but he drowned, and you didn't realize that. Yeah. And if you're gonna murder somebody by whacking them in the head with a rock, don't just run off. Stay there and make sure you finish the job. Yeah. What if she hadn't killed him? He hadn't fallen in the water. Is he going to stagger back to camp with this gaping head wound where she bashed him in the face? Yeah. And she thought nobody, eh, he fell, he's fine. Yeah. Idiots. I mean, I will say it was smart of them to at least think far enough ahead to move the body. Because yeah. Jessica was right. If you left it in the cave, there would have been a search party. Yeah, they'd have found it. And they'd have found the artifacts, and the whole thing would have fallen apart real quick. Right. So that at least was smart. Um, and he was like, "But what?" Armstrong asked why she did it, and she was like, "I want it out of the marriage. You mm-hmm. suck. You're the worst." Blah blah blah. Honey, he got you a condo in Hawaii. 
Yeah, I feel like I would have said, like, honey, you just enjoy your digging in the dirt here. I'm gonna have go, fun in your sandbox. I'm gonna go to Hawaii and meet a nice tan pool boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there are way worse marriages to be stuck in. Yeah. Having a condo in Hawaii while your husband plays in the dirt is not one of them. <laughs> um, so that was pretty much the end of the episode. We do see Seth and Jessica at the end being all cute. Love them. Yeah. Aren't they the best? If they don't hook up after the series ends, I I would eat my hat. It, it, You're not it, wearing a hat. It happened. It's upstairs. It happened for sure. And we also see um, Karen and Steve getting it on reconcile. And did you feel like Seth kind of wanted to hang around and eavesdrop on that too? And Jess is like, "Get in the jeep, you weirdo." <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> but I think he's just excited. Clearly. So, the body count mm-hmm. is 37 to 6. Wow, that's a lot of bodies. The, sec- the kiss count remains at 1. The nibbling count is at 6. Mm-hmm. Mind your own business. Um, I got just, I think just the 1. Let me just refer to my notes here. I had just the 1. Yeah, just the 1. You sure ask a lot of questions. Sexism? Um... I had one early on, but in light of what we found out at the end of the episode, I don't know if it counts. When they're standing in the mess tent and um, Steve comes in and he says Garfield wanted Karen back at the dig and he's like, come on, Angel, or something like that. Well, that to me, I don't think was, well, I think that's like inappropriate, but I think it was more of a sexism when he was like, he wants your hot little body in his trailer or whatever. I would say that was more sexist. But given the fact that they had, like, that sexual tension going on. I think there was a little more tension going on. I think at the very end of the episode is the first time they actually do anything. No, I think they've been hooking up all along. Mm -mm. You don't think so? Mm -mm. Mm. I disagree. Do we count it or no? (sighs) No, I don't think so. Okay, so zero? Because I think that was flirting, not sexism. Yeah, I guess zero. Okay. What'd you give um, the rating to? It wasn't a bad episode. It wasn't a great episode. Did Um, you figure out she did it? No, I had so many. Would you care to hear my theories? I would love to. All right, so let's see. Um, When Seth says Raymond drowned, Mm -hmm. my first thought was, Oh, somebody, he pissed somebody off, they grabbed him by the back of the neck and stuck his head in a barrel of water that they're contaminating the camp's drinking water. Okay. That was one. Clearly that didn't happen. And then I thought, Garfield, Mr. Archaeologist with a perm, he did it. He was worried that Raymond was going to somehow prevent them from digging and taking the artifacts off the sacred land. That didn't pan out either. (laughs) Then I thought, Gideon did it because Cynthia and Raymond were having an affair. (laughs) Okay. Those are my three. I was wrong on all accounts. So what did you rate the episode? Um, It was pretty good. I gave it 7 out of 10 green boots. Green boots. Should should be dusty green boots for a set would you give it? I feel like this is one of your favorites. Um, 
I like this episode only because, like, if Seth wasn't in this episode, I would not like it as much. I think it, it's so, like, their relationship so much, makes the episode okay. so much better. I, we do need to talk about Seth again, but I want you to finish. Okay. Um, this is not one of the, ep- like, I was telling you last week, there are episodes that I think of per season. This is one of them. But only because of Seth. But and his involvement. only because of Seth and um, because I watched the previous episode so much. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I would throw the DVD in and there's, like, five episodes per disc. Yeah. And this was just, like, the next one. So, I like this episode. Could it... There Are there way better ones? Yes. I gave it a 7 out of 10 gold stick men. Ooh. I was also going to use gold stick men. So, what do you want to talk about, Seth? Okay, um... I noticed in several scenes, Seth was wearing dog tags. Yeah. Was he in the service? Yeah. I mean, I know that was very common for men to be in the army and whatnot back then, but I don't know. He doesn't strike me as the military type. He's too... There's an episode... I feel like he would would have been a conscientious objector. Of course, he might have been in World War II. There were no... I'm sure there were conscientious objectors to World War II, but you didn't really have much of a choice. There's an episode later, like way later, like season 8 or 9, mm-hmm. maybe 10, um, where one of his army buddies comes to Kevakov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just didn't strike me as the military type. Yeah, he was in the... Okay. Wait, is that how he knew Frank? No, he didn't know Frank. He didn't? Well, he did, but like but only at Kevakov. Okay. And also, the other thing about his dog tags, why the hell were they so short? Um, Did you notice how close they were to his Adam's apple? Like, I think... Like, he shortened the chain. <laughs> he shortened the chain, but also it just makes his neck look bigger. So I don't really know why you would do that. It weird. just makes you look like it's, your neck is enormous. It was so weird. Where can people find us? Uh, well, later this evening we'll be watching the Bills game in front of the... T- oh, wait. That's not what you meant. <laughs> Go Bills! <laughs> um, Instagram, Murder We Drank Pod, mm-hmm. and sure you've got some wonderful things you're going to post up there. I saw you taking a video of Jess scaring the crap out of Seth. Yeah, and I had to take Albie's bone away to get that video, so you guys better appreciate it. <laughs> he was very upset about that. Because video. he was, like, chomping so loud, I had to take it away and hold it in my hand while I took the video, and he was, like, <laughs> not happy. Um, but also our Facebook page, uh, Murder We Drank Discussion Group Podcast. Mm-hmm. Good luck finding it, and as usual, please tell your friends and give us reviews and um, ratings on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts from. And I just want to say one more thing. I found out this week that our one of our very favorite listeners, Amanda, oh, that's got right. engaged. Congratulations, Amanda. That's very exciting. They are getting married in October. Let's hope. This whole pandemic nonsense yes. is over by then. We I understand mean, more than anyone. Our wedding was wonderful and all that, but it would have been much more wonderful had the pandemic not going on. So we sincerely hope that's not the case for you. But we are very excited for you. And um, I know planning is really stressful, but it'll all work out. It's totally worth it. Um, I'm going to tell you the same thing I was told 50 billion times before our wedding. Enjoy it because it goes by very fast. Yes, and does. I remember thinking, you're so full of it. It's going to take forever. No, it goes by in a, 
a blink. Yeah, it's the so best. So um, we're very happy for you. And um, we'll see you next week. We will see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.